Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit LowElo.com. <laughs> yes, you are. You're sitting there judging me and my poor acting skills. Mr. Vladivostok, Mr. Vladivostok, Harold Jones, BBC. Is it true that N5 BenQ has disbanded? And if so, do you have a new sponsor lined up? It pained my heart to say that the Moscow 5 is no more. But we have new sponsor, Stolichnaya, number one brand vodka EU. Team now name, Stolichnaya Vodka 5. Alex each now have excuse to pick Zillion Mid and APE in professional tournaments. Any team can beat you with fancy monitors and mouses and glasses, comrade. But only we can beat you with Stolichnaya Vodka. It also clean engines, disinfect wounds, and live from the internet, it's Low Elo Podcast! This is episode 55 of the only League of Legends podcast with Shay Berlin, Dave Quarles, and your host, Jeff Wyckoff. This is Low Elo, episode 55. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, and this is my co-host, Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Comfy386. Yeah, I'm here. What, what of it? You want to fight about it? No, no. Besides... <laughs> That's for those uninitiated. That's the difference between a Russian accent and an Dracula. Australian accent. Australian? What? Oh boy! <laughs> Can we get that again, Copy? This is the difference between a Dracula oh, and a Russian Ooh. accent. <laughs> Dracula. Dracula's got a lot more. Ooh, like I want to suck your blood. You know. Yeah. Russians would be like, I want to suck your blood. Give me your blood now. <laughs> Uh, that other voice you're hearing in the background, that would be Shea Berland, a.k.a. Darkski. Welcome back to the show, Hey, man. mate, I need to suck your blood, eh? No, it's gotta have more, ooh. No, the Australian exit doesn't have more, ooh. No. Oh, that's right, that's Dracula. <laughs> yes! We just went over that. God, I should be taking notes. This week, the competitive season three format has been revealed, and we called it. Kha'Zix Penis is raging wildly out of control and a reminder that there are five people on a team four of which aren't you but first what but i said but first in keeping with last week's news m5 is no longer a thing no. are you oh, shaking still, your fist at the air right thing. now yes that's shaking fists <clears throat> yeah they just burgers eu now <laughs> well, but but actually, that may be a little bit more accurate this time around to say that M5 is no longer a thing, because the organization M5, not the LOL team, who we will have to eventually start referring to as Fries or the, the team formerly known as M5, M5 doesn't have any more competitive teams at this point, yeah, do they? Yeah, because they were in, like, different games, and so M5 is pretty big. Right, and yeah, now they're they nothing. They don't exist, because... Uh... What, the CEO's in prison? <laughs> right. 
the the CEO uh, went to Amsterdam, was arrested on behalf of the uh, uh, or at the request of the American FBI, and probably extradited somewhere, and is unfortunately wearing an orange jumpsuit in Guantanamo Bay. That's entirely or, speculation. Or he's in witness protection. Right. Oh no, that's a good I'm, one too. I'm What's wrong with that? Anything. There's there's a lot less waterboarding in witness protection. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so M5, and this isn't news, by the way, people, at least the fact that there's some trouble with the leadership of M5, um, that organization, that news broke like half a year ago. Um, but so that's nothing, nothing interesting there, at least nothing that hasn't been broken before. But the fact that M5 isn't signing up with them, it's, uh, kind of wondering who are they going to sign up with now? Because they're, they've got a ride. They're going to be in season three. And we love M5. Um, they, uh, they've taught us, they've probably taught the community more about what the game can be than any other team has in the oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, no, and M5 will be there. They're just going to be called something else. Right. They won't be Ben QM5. They'll be, uh, like, I'm looking around my desk. They'll be uh, Frank's Red Hot Original M5 or oh, Original 5. Subway or like Eat that. Fresh $5 Subs 5. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Subway 5. Yeah. I had a Subway cup here. The 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 $5 $5 foot long Heinz, team. Heinz ketchup. 5. 5 varieties. <laughs> <laughs> or 7 because Wouldn't they're... it be great if if esports yeah I, and I think we will live to see this day when esports has the big big sponsorships like that. Yeah, when when the well when it's, because Razor, I mean, like all the big, like Razor's BenQ, you know, eh, yeah, I mean, gaming hardware, and that's yeah. that's big in context. But uh, you know, you've made it when your sponsor, when when you're giving out endorsements for Doritos yeah. and Mountain. I mean, look Dew. at NASCAR; those guys ride around with like ten thousand patches on their shirts. It's it's true, <laughs> and I mean, these we've already been seeing a lot of patches at these esports events, but no Wonder Bread just yeah, yet. No. <laughs> I do love Fig Newtons. <laughs> the sticker is inconvenient and dangerous. But I do love Fig Newtons. Yeah, I think we will see that day. Um, maybe not Fig Newtons, maybe not Wonder Bread just yet. But I think it's very likely we're going to start seeing endorsements from soft drinks. I know for fact, well, one, Red Bull has been handing out endorsements. Or has been handing out sponsorships for endorsements. And... I know also for a fact that uh, Red Bull has been trying to hire uh, very specifically an esports manager. Wow. Yeah. Well, Red Bull's been really good about the stuff that they sponsor. They always sponsor like niche, you know, yeah. new emerging stuff. Yeah, they've always been on the cutting edge. Always been on the cutting edge. But what I found interesting is that they are they're actively looking for somebody to uh, take up an a esports management role within their organization to develop like metrics and performance statistics and you know cash out rates and incentives and things like that yeah. for the people that they and that's sponsor. That's really good because the rest of the industry can work off that. The only thing that's keeping like the executives who are all baby boomers still from doing that is provable metrics. Yeah. Like if they can look and see, you know, oh, this is going to be seen by X number of people, you know, that translates into how much they're willing to invest. So. Exactly. This is going to pave the way for the young guy in the ad agency to say, 
Uh, well, Red Bull was able to improve their brand awareness by 3% last year by only spending X, you know, $100,000, uh, you know, purely on esports sponsorship. So maybe we should consider sponsoring an esports team. And then the guy on the other side says, you know what? I like the sound of that. Let's uh, put a polar bear up on TSM's, uh, TSM's T-shirt and uh, call him the official team of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Also, he has kind of a vaguely Texan Well, when accent. you said the vo- <laughs> polar bear, I was thinking of when you drive by those used car places and they have the huge inflatable monkey. You know, I want out. one of those. I know. I've always wanted one. All right. Um, this is a good time to mention then, you know, you guys want to buy some stickers or something like that. We're going to add that to the low elo fund to buy a giant inflatable monkey. <laughs> low elo monkey. Yeah, the low elo <laughs> monkey. It's new mascot. Knew we needed a mascot. Um, you know, and, and you're right, this is going to pave the way. And so I think that that's good, but will we see a Coca-Cola M5 or Coca-Cola five or whatever they're going to, I don't, I don't know about that. I have actually no idea who's going to pick up M5, except that they will I mean, be even picked if they up. don't, they're locked into season three. I mean, it's not like they're not going to go. Well, yeah, but it always helps to have a uh, organization that's, you know, kind of seeing after things making the arrangements and paying the bills um i think that's where the relationship really lies well know? and this is big opportunities for other gaming organizations who are really strong in other games but haven't dipped into lol yet and there's mm. lots of those that that are starcraft 2 focused that are focused on wow or other things they can branch out and have a team like ready to go yeah it'd be a great investment for them and, and I think at this point, with the success, obviously, of Worlds, um, but not only that, the success of recent IPLs and things uh, and other tournaments, I think it's really served a lot to not just uh, legitimize League of Legends, but to show League of Legends is the real deal. It's okay if you were previously a StarCraft organization or if you were a Counter-Strike organization. It's okay for you to sponsor a team in League of Legends because newsflash it's legit which is what really season two did it because i mean other games have been around for a while or they've they've been so popular that they're i mean starcraft 2 had a ready-made esports scene to go you know counter-strike has been around forever and everyone you know that's legit but uh league of legends is kind of the johnny come lately in esports but they're wrecking shop i mean at these events I haven't been to one of these, you know, like partner a, events, like yeah, an MLG or an IEM, but I can see like the StarCraft people like, like looking over, like what's that going on over there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like oh, it's League of Legends. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've not to say that. that there isn't still excitement going on, and I think what's good for League of Legends is good for StarCraft, is good for Dota, is good for. You know, I mean, well, maybe not as good for Dota in the long term <laughs> things, but but is good for the rest of the esports scene. Just opening up doors. It's what they do over there at Riot, I guess, this season. <laughs> they're, they're professional doormen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Did I just agree to that? I don't like that. That, that was an interesting analogy. <laughs> yeah. Opening no. up doors all day long. Um, yeah, completely dodging that topic. Uh, you know, I, I didn't intend this, but I just realized that we put a piece of M5 news right next to a piece of TSM news. 
Uh, and we haven't had like a chance to cream ourselves over TSM lately. So I think it's appropriate that we do so. And, uh, TSM, this is much smaller news by the way, but we had to find an excuse, right? Oh yeah. yeah. TSM is now Razor's team of the year. Last year it was CLG. This year it's TSM. And you want to know why? Yeah. It was a fan vote thing. It's not like Razor just like picked. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not going to try and tell anybody that CLG or any of the other teams out there, like CLG, TBA, um, like that their fans are not as good as the TSM fans or they aren't as, you know, uh, crazy for the for their teams. I'm just saying that TSM fans are kind of, I don't know, how would you, there's got to be a, a, a proper analogy in modern sports. They're like, Chicago fans. Oh yeah, there you go. Hulk Hogan <laughs> fans. It doesn't even matter if the guy isn't <laughs> isn't wrestling or has done like one match in the last ten years. There's still the thousands of Hulk Hogan fans. And uh, we call them Hulkamaniacs. Sorry, there are thousands of Hulkamaniacs, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> do do they have Hulk and? In Australia, I, I'm aware of who Hulk Hogan is, but I don't think <laughs> we have any Hulk maniacs over here. Okay, at least that I, well, I don't associate with those kinds of people. If you're a Hulk maniac in Australia, please send mail to team at lowelo.com and tell Darksky <laughs> he's wrong. But uh, no, that's a good analogy though, because like people will always love Hulk, and it doesn't matter what he does. And I think that. Uh, TSM, and maybe it's a little bit too early to cement that, but right now TSM, that's kind of the barrel they're in because they, they've been, I mean, they've been playing their own tournaments and they've been doing okay, but they haven't been the major, like, standout players on the scene here for months. And yet they're still commanding an enormous fan following because they're showmen. I mean, that's precisely the reason why they kind of failed to perform, at least one of the reasons why they failed to perform in recent tournaments, is that they are showmen. They're entertainers. Off the court. Yeah. And uh, you know what? If anyone wants to send me some TSM-branded Razor swag, that'd be pretty cool. (laughs) I'm looking for... You know what? My, uh, My Steel Series mouse pad here is looking a little raggedy after several years of use it might be time to replace it and uh, i know just the esports team that has recently won a competition now they're the razor one or razors team of the year it's fan vote good for them it means there's going to be some branded merchandise with their name on it it'll be pretty cool i want a razor brands dyrus pillow hmm yeah it'll a pillow could look like a mouse like a See? Yeah, mouse case. it'll it'll probably come with USB ports. Cost fifty dollars, and you know, uh, I I don't know. Like when you sleep on it, it will cast your ultimate. But does it run Doom? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> everything runs Doom. <laughs> Get a version of Doom on your TI eighty six. Um. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. A pillow doesn't really seem like gaming hardware. Although there's got someone has has to have thought of that. Are they selling pillows yet on the on the TSM I, store? I don't know. I think they're just t-shirts. Mm. Well, good for them. But that's really what that piece of news came down to. Is good for them. 
congratulations, TSM. And uh, keep up the good work. They're one of the teams who's going to be a part of Season 3. They've got their spot in. And honestly, I expect big things out of them. Win some games. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't turn this into a Chicago Bears analogy. We're just going to be like, yeah, go TSM. Is Fans still the Chicago? end. Huh. You learn something new every day. Are there bears in Chicago, Compy? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Just, I mean, yeah, I have to make sure. <clears throat> Anyways, on the subject of Season 3, the Championship Series, and let me get this out of the way right now. This Championship, a Series, and a League are all words for some form of organized competi- competition. Um. Well, they and are. Using they three are calling, of them means three times as good, right? They are calling it League of Legends Championship Series, but there's only one L that's representing all of League of Legends, rather than I guess saying LOL CS. <laughs> that was that was too much for them, right? <laughs> the, I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably a name that they spent hours, if not days, in meeting rooms <laughs> trying to come up with the right thing and. I can't help but feel like there's just a little bit of a settlement here. Like LCS was, I mean, don't get me wrong. LCS sounds good. But when I say league championship series, I think to myself, well, these are three words that all roughly mean the same thing. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, the details are out. And there's some old news. Obviously, we already knew who the teams involved were. TSM, Dignitas, CLG, uh, North American CLG. And then uh, M5 BenQ, or the team formerly known as M5 BenQ. SK Gaming and the team formerly known as CLG EU. Uh, And then there's also five random teams. Well, not random. There's five teams chosen from each of the uh, brackets, each of the regional brackets, to shore up the bottom end there and those are picked in these recent qualifiers which it sounds we're like we're just a little bit of a mess yeah unfortunately i tuned in to watch a few of them and both that i looked up were eu ones that had no shows which is quite disappointing i mean you're given this amazing opportunity and you don't show up yeah yeah and obviously there's going to be a very different message you know uh being being uh played wherever you go but it was just kind of strange to have so like so few people excited about this in the actual execution of the tournament and it begs the question is if, if there was something else going on um now there's been i don't think any rumors or anything but if you have a chance to get paid to play this game and your team is that high up there I can only think of one reason why your team doesn't show up, and that's because the team that they were going to play against says, hey, don't show up, we'll do something for you. Or uh, <clears throat> or mom said dinner was ready. <laughs> that <laughs> is possible as well. <laughs> that is possible. So uh, the Path to Pro... Uh, the and that's the the final tournament here to determine the five teams on each side that are going to be joining season three. That's coming up here. That's actually as we record this, it's going to be tomorrow, I believe, on the eleventh. 
Uh, but the, so far, the advancing teams, there's going to be a lot of teams people don't know here, and there's going to be a lot of teams that people know very well. In North America, it's One Trick Ponies, Falafel Gaming, whoever. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> falafel Gaming? I, yeah, I, falo- they win. Falafel Gaming. Riot, <laughs> put them through. And then, uh, you know, names we know. Epic Gamer, Complexity, Pulse Esports, Team MRN, Team Tower Dive TV. And this is actually my favorite. I think this is better than Falafel Gaming. The Salad Bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm rooting. And they might be kind of underdogs here, but I'm rooting for Falafel Gaming and the Salad Bar. (laughs) I want them to be in the finals. I also want them for lunch. (laughs) TSB. There you go, TSB. TSB. That's great. Um, on the EU side, it's uh, "Hey, I just met you." Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, I just met you, and that's spelled with three U's at the very end. Uh, a Nexus Esports, Mouse Esports, Millennium, Alternate, uh, Mizey Pizey Two dragonborns.net and against all authority triple a so there's a lot of familiar hey, names in that AAA. one as well yeah I mean, back from the dead <laughs> seriously <laughs> rising from the ashes eh, well i'm no, sure they really all interest me sell no? lawful gamers let's care <laughs> right north american scene it is then huh <laughs> yep yeah, so uh, five of the names on each of those lists will be joining the the uh, existing teams and competing in that league in the LCS matches. And the format for these matches is going to be, drumroll, single elimination games. Called it. We were saying several weeks ago that the, one of the best things that could be done for this for the, this uh, as a sport, as an entertainment uh, sport, is to reduce the number of matches and bring it down to best of ones for everything but the biggest tournaments. And even then, just the biggest matches. And what did they do? Exactly what Low Elo said they should do. Yep. So to all our listeners in the Riot offices... We got your back, bro. Yep. Well, I love it when we get things right. And it's not just to gloat, but it confirms to me that we actually do have a decent perspective on what's right for the community, what's right for the sport, and the direction that Riot should probably take. Um, That's assuming that they're not really just listening to our show and saying, oh, yep, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Because, I mean, that would be awesome and everything, but I'd rather that this be confirmation that we're brilliant and not just that, you know, there's more people out there who think we know what we're doing. So it's going to be single elimination, four games a week, uh, games played on Thursday and Friday for North American teams, Saturday and Sunday for European teams. Yeah, and then the way they're doing is kind of, I guess until we see it, actually in practice it's kind of weird sounding that 
the teams will be still going to the IPLs, IEMs, and MLG events. Yeah. But when they play each other, it's going to count towards this LCS thing. Well, it's what I read, it sounded like there were going to be specific LCS matches at those events. Almost that it would be separate from the rest of the tournament. Or do you think they're like combining it into the tournament? Well, I mean, that's what's what we're going to have to see. I mean, is it going to be part of it? Are they going to separate it? And how is it going to work exactly? Yeah, there's still a lot of unanswered questions about LCS. But I am excited because there's a lot of news here and a lot to the format. And besides just the best of one that really, really excites me. And one of them is is that we're going to have a, a an actual mid-season playoffs. Now, there's some wonky things about this, but I like the idea of a mid-season playoffs for this game. I think that League of Legends is the kind of game that can support two Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it... <laughs> shut up, Darkski. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I mean... The way they're doing the seasons thing, there's no like set in stone. This is the League of Legends season. All other sports have a season that's like seven or eight months, you know. And if they're going to go year round, which is pretty much what they do, there there's always events going on. Um, yeah, I think it can drum up a lot of interest. So the mid season is going to be. Uh, did they announce when? I, I assume that's going to be in the summer. Yeah, it's going to be in the summer. But here's what's interesting about it. They're the format for it, or sorry, not the format, but what's at risk here is that at the midseason playoffs, there's a potential to eliminate the bottom five teams from each bracket and replace them with new teams that are scoring high on the ranked ladders, on the public ladders. So the way that works is that the top three teams, they get their buys. The bottom five teams will go off and they will play against invited teams from the public ladders. And the losing five go home, regardless of who they are. The winning five pick up contracts and continue on through the rest of LCS. That's really cool. That's just more community involvement, which is the entire goal of the of Riot even backing the esports, you know. Yeah. They said that esports with League of Legends deepens the gamer's experience, the player's experience, summoner's experience it with the game. And that's a great chance because people can, you know, f- take the first half of the season, figure out season 3, find a team play really well and get ranked up there and have a chance to play with the pros. Yeah. And, and I love it. And I, I like the fact that people won't have to wait a full year to have a shot at getting in back into it, you know, at getting into the series. Yeah. Um, the people who are really serious about it will be able to, you know, set their sights just later on in the year and to really perform that and really make it happen. And this is in addition to everything going on with the, uh, described, uh, partner events you know the ipls the mlgs the esls things like that and so those those will continue to happen and there will still continue to be invited teams beyond those that are part of lcs the other thing like, i'm looking like forward to oh. yeah the, the all-star break I, Jim, yeah you were about I, to mention that oh too. yes i, I was about to mention cool. that 
like yes. forming regional teams and just having like a big, you know, well, I'm not going to quite say worldwide, but close to I'm just calling big it show a off. battle royale. Yeah, that, it's just that sounds so cool. Well, <laughs> wait, what is this? Tell me. Okay, so after the mid-season playoff, they're going to have an all-star break where they take the best players from around the world, put them on individual teams, and pit them against each other for real stakes, like for real tournament money. This isn't just, it's not purely an exhibition match. I mean, in a certain way, I think these will be kind of exhibition matches because you're going to be playing with people who, they'll be playing with people who aren't on their uh, regular team, but there will be stakes. Hmm. That sounds like fun yeah that, yeah that does sound like fun yeah better watch out for that australian team or <laughs> crap well, <laughs> my my concern for an australian team if one were to be represented would be is there a risk that they might show up to a lan event be part of this all-star break and they're all like missing all of their skill shots and everything because they're firing them a quarter of a second early. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a everything. very real risk. <laughs> well, I know that that was that was uh, you know something that tripped me up when I first made the move from dial-up to high-speed internet and pl- started playing in a cyber cafe f- Counter Strike. The first time I played, I was terrible, and I I fifty-six k I tore it up. But the first time I got on high speed like i i couldn't play shots i'm sitting here leading my shots like crazy and everything and you know then i learned that you don't actually have to lead your shots <laughs> with a fast connection speed they are where they actually are <laughs> well but i i didn't realize that that was a result of lag i realized i thought that that was a result of design in the game <laughs> you know like oh well i'm leading my shots that's what i'm supposed to do it's an arcade shooter. This is cool. Oh, no. The bullet goes where I point. Hmm. Go I, I wish bullets, bullets went where I pointed. Not you know, <laughs> half a screen over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that any team that's used to playing with, you know, 200 or more ping, if they are represented, you know, I mean, obviously the pros, they know what they're doing. They should be used to LAN events at this point. But here's general advice for anybody. If you're going to go off and land somewhere, and you're normally used to, especially for a competitive event, and you're used to playing with 200 or more ping, um, one, you're in for a treat. Two, you better sit down and play a few practice matches, if not a day of practice matches, if you're you know, going to be doing serious competition, because there are big differences in the way the game's going to play. But after the All-Star break, they're going to resume the weekly LCS matches, and then, and they haven't released the details about what exactly is going to happen. I think they're going to do that probably midway through the first se- uh, the first half of the season. They are going to be doing another world championship. Yay! Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be you know bigger and badder spectacle than what we saw this year. Which you know, I hope looking they come back, to Reliant Stadium in Houston. Is that what you're hoping for? You that yeah, uh, seemed like a likely thing for you. Well, it's, Reliance it's got way bigger capacity, you know. It'd be bigger. Yeah, it. I, got a retractable you think we could roof, fill it? man. Come on. You think? Do you really think we could fill it? They could. <laughs> no. They could but... totally come to the Gabba. That's right. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. The, the yeah, Australian. I, I have no idea what he just said. If you might know what that is. <laughs> is that is that some kind of giant poisonous spider? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where all of our uh, big sporting events are hosted. If you On don't listen to your parents, spider. kids, the gabba will get you. <laughs> right. That is the name of a you know location where sporting events are held, and it's called the Gabba. And I I always laugh at the name because come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that is a funny name for a spider. <laughs> uh, speaking of bugs, Kazix people. Kazix. What has happened to this guy? And why is he so terrifying? Kazix Opinus is just like raging all over Summoner's Rift uncontrolled. Someone it's, needs to get this get this guy raging. Say it's, it has evolved. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, no, it's like we're seeing call... a new stage of Kha'Zix well he's a natural selection <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's too too many <laughs> well no, I want to take a little credit for a minor called it here I said it would take a while for people to figure, figure Kha'Zix out and it's now I'm looking at my watch. It's officially been a while. So I was spot on. Um, and I, I don't know what tournament it was. It was some term. Who was it? You told me this, Darcy. Somebody played him mid and now everybody's doing it. I can I He was played top a lot as well. I can't remember who played him mid. You put me on the spot and I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I recall the same thing, though, and I, I couldn't tell you who it was. But, yeah, there was a uh, mid-counterpick Kha'Zix, um, and he wrecked his opponent. And since then, he's been a very popular mid-pick. But what a lot of people don't realize is that he's, at least for mid, I think he's more of a counterpick. But top lane, he's, like, just all around good. He is a top lane beast he's what rengar used to be yeah yeah well it's like it's he's what rengar was obviously he could do all yeah. the things that rengar could do very obviously but the difference being that that he has more tricks there yeah. are more options when yeah, playing causes he has more control over the field than rengar does right more control more mobility i mean shoot with with a meta that is still, even though it's evolving, that is still so focused on the mobility of champions, Kha'Zix is a king of a top lane right now with that evolved jump. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, with Rengar, the situation has to be perfect. Like, in a really good Rengar player, I mean, even though he's been nerfed, some people still play him, I assume. And... Even, so there's you know, someone out there who's still playing. <laughs> yeah, and the situation has to like line up perfectly for Rengar to be successful in a team fight. With Kha'Zix, if you make a mistake or the situation isn't perfect, no big deal. Just jump away. Yeah, I mean, technically, if, if you have to get into it, you've got one very, very strong escape mechanism if things go wrong. And then you have one, you know, weak mechanism that might be enough to get you into a bush that being his ultimate and if you don't decide to just use them offensively yeah and just one thing that's just really stupid about Kha'Zix is that you know 
he is an AD caster. So yes, he did really well in the League of Cleavers a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but even now, I mean, if they had designed an, and I'm talking about his evolved missiles ability, the range, the speed, the amount of damage it does, it doesn't have like a, a Caitlyn effect on her Piltover Peacemaker where it does less damage the more it hits. It does the same damage to everything. Yeah. And in a wide arc, if they were designing an AP champion, <laughs> you know, like a mage. You couldn't give that ability to an AP yeah, yeah, champion. Yeah, they'd be like, you can't do that. That'd be, oh, that would be OP. Yeah, an that a, would imbalance a, the game. Yeah, if an AP champion could just like, you know, do 900 damage to the entire team in a giant arc. That, oh, no. We, no, nerf. But with with Kazix, it's okay for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Because well, he's AD, you know, we all we all knew we all knew that AD uh, AD casters were going to be getting a big boost in season three. We talked about it multiple times. It was a stated goal from Riot that they wanted to boost the effectiveness of them. I think Kha'Zix is one of these uh, results where we're starting to realize the effects that the season three changes are having uh, effects like Black Cleaver on AD casters. And I don't think they're going to resolve it by tuning the items. I think they're going to resolve it by tuning the champions. I'm going to call it right now. Kha'Zix is due for a nerf. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a while for people to figure him out. But now that they have and, and we kind of and the same thing happened with Lee Sin. You know, Lee Sin was very complicated when he came out and he was in the right hands uh, he was absolutely ridiculous. He still kind of is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Kha'Zix missiles, and I'm, I'm harping on the missiles because I hate them, but uh, <laughs> it's like a pre-nerf Jace Q, but it hits everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I, I don't know. I think that the missiles are great. There's a lot of damage there. Where I want to draw people's attention is to the jump, particularly with the evolved jump. Terrifying. It's like the guy can move half a screen. Yeah. And it resets. Yeah. Oh it, my god. It's the reset that gets gets me. I mean, that that's a great gap closer, but if if it just landed in there and he killed someone, that's great. But if he's still there on the behind the team on that where the AD carry was, you know, he's in trouble. Like how Rengar, he he jumps in and he he might kill your AD, but then he's stuck there. Whereas Kazix yeah. can jump in, get the reset and leap, you know, buildings in a single bound yeah i mean it's it's like the epitome of a goomba stomp he jumps in kills something and then just jump keeps on jumping <laughs> yes wow that's a perfect analogy it is a oh, yeah. goomba stomp and not to i mean it the jump does damage itself i mean you know it, it and aoe was, damage yeah <laughs> I mean, aoe damage i mean I mean, you talk about AOE champions, you talk about like Nunu, Amumu, you know, uh, to a lesser extent, Annie and all these AOE. No, Kha'Zix is like with the evolved missiles, evolved jump. But then he's got OP single target damage, too, with his passive. And, and his like Q. you say, Darkski, you evolve the claws because the damage, the burst damage he can do is just destructive. It's insane. Yeah. I mean... It 14% of their missing health? No. <laughs> Especially if you <laughs> hit them with the passive as well, which is like an, at level 6 when you get your first evolution. 
the passive is like an extra 100 damage on your next basic attack. <laughs> you walk up to someone in top lane, they're generally pretty tanky, and it doesn't matter. You're going to eviscerate you know, a quarter of their health instantly. And then you just yeah. walk away. Because they're not going to... Oh, I don't want to face that. I'm going to leave. And you get away scot-free. Or you just jump away if you need to. Yeah. Well, and, and the, But it's a re very re uh, real fear. Because you don't want to face that. You don't want to risk him like popping into a bush, resetting his passive, and coming after you again. You know, you you don't want to engage on him, and that's really the terrifying thing is that Kha'Zix, as far as I can tell, the most clear counter to Kha'Zix is to steadily gank his lane, but steadily gank his lane successfully. And that's really hard to do, especially once he is six. The <laughs> yeah, stealth gives a movement speed boost. His, oh my he gosh. has the jump, and he can stealth a second time with another movement speed boost. Or if he's feeling really adventurous, he's just going to kill his lane opponent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then he's going to jump away. Yeah, like, would, <laughs> let me pose this question to you. Would it be okay if Shaco's Deceive reset after he got a kill? Absolutely not. Think about that. Would that be okay? <laughs> no, that would not be okay. Yeah, no, would it be that, okay that, people if would be Shaco's crying. Shiv, nerf. If Shaco's shiv was an AOE that slowed and did a lot of damage, that would not be okay. <laughs> yeah. And I and uh, I get it. I mean, they 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 did what they wanted to with Kazik's. They made a really cool champion that has a lot of choices, but it seems like there's no drawback. Like, whatever choice you make, he's still going to be a monster. Yeah. Like, there, well, there needs to be some kind of balancing, you know, oh, well, I can't play this way if I choose this. I can't play this way if I choose that. I don't see that. To be balanced here, to be fair on the subject of Kha'Zix, uh, you do, like, there is a skill, there is a very high skill cap yeah. on that champion. He's not a champion that anyone can jump in, pound the buttons, and be successful. I mean, he's got proper combos. You're going to need to respond to certain situations in a very scripted manner in order to be successful. So there's a lot to learn. Um, but he rewards you far more than many other champions do, for at least in the current state of the game, for learning up to that skill cap. So, uh, if you're looking for someone to pick up and dedicate yourself to, I think Kha'Zix is a, he, he's a good choice right now. Just beware, because I'm calling a nerf in. Oh, yeah. It's gonna happen. It's got to. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Kha'Zix, normally a top lane champ, at least that's where we've been seeing a lot of him lately. And strangely enough, the story I want to lead off this next segment with uh our our segment on uh, our our uh playbook segment it actually involves a Kha'Zix. The situation was I was playing with one of our fans in ranked queues and uh he was top I think as Jarvan or Wukong something like that. I was in the jungle and we had a Lux mid. Their team had a Kha'Zix mid. This wasn't boding well for Lux. She had an early death to Kha'Zix. 
she asked if she could swap. No problem. Person on our team, or you know, our fan, he went mid, Lux went top, Kha'Zix followed top, swapped, you know, with their side, killed her again. Well, then it was my fault as the jungler, because I had ganked. Of course, what they neglected to take notice of is that I had ganked mid while they were dying, and very successfully we killed that person in mid. Then they died again, and 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 you get the picture. Um, they were downright, it, it was, you know, to use a common term, our Lux was feeding Kha'Zix. Not intentionally. They were trying to win fights, but losing every single one of them. And continued, after every single one, to complain, eventually trying to surrender, berating the rest of the team, complaining that nobody else was helping that lane. We ended that game 30 minutes in with like 20 kills on top of the other team despite their feeding or despite our Lux feeding we rocked that game we destroyed bottom lane I was ganking mid and bottom like crazy and racking up kills for everybody and in the end when it came to team fights their team could not stand up to us because we locked out Kha'Zix and destroyed them but even to the end that one player was complaining and so Compi, what is the lesson we're trying to get across to people today the lesson is that there are four people on five people on a team and four of them are not you yeah I wanted to call it you're not the center of the universe, of course. Which is just as good. This is good, yeah. But <laughs> the idea is that when people play League of Legends, everyone wants to be the carry. Everyone wants to be a hero. Everyone wants the glory. Everyone wants to make those big plays and do all that surprising damage and be like, wow, man, that Lux was great. That laser, she did so much damage. She carried us. We won the game. Thanks, Lux. You're awesome. You know, want like a ticker tape parade thrown for you when you get back to shore. Well, <laughs> this is a team game. And uh, that you are going to not carry more games than you are going to carry. I mean, this is just the facts. I mean, pro this even with pros, you know, everyone has bad games. Everyone has games where they get counterpicked, quote unquote. Everyone has games where they you know, they don't carry. But that doesn't mean that you're bad, one. That doesn't mean that you're bad, two. That doesn't mean that you're going to lose. Yeah, well, and, and also, importantly, a third, it doesn't mean that your team is bad either. Yeah. So, stop being a child <laughs> and thinking the universe revolves around you. What are you supposed to... We've gone over this before. What are you supposed to do if you're losing your lane? Well, you're not supposed to keep engaging the person you're going against if you're top or mid or the even on bottom. You're not supposed to keep engaging and trying to to kill them. You're like, 
and this is psychological. People get down a kill. They get down two kills. Oh, then they start trying really hard to kill them to sort of to make it, it up. up, to make yeah. it up. Don't make it up. The yeah, best thing, the best the, the, thing you can do is not die anymore. Yeah. The secret, the secret to staying in the game when you are down is to acknowledge when you have lost your lane and then make it your new goal to lose it by as little a margin as possible. Be prepared when your team decides to reinforce you big time. If you suddenly end up with a three-on-one gank because your team says it's time to get the top lane, make sure you're ready for it. You don't check out, but you avoid the fights. You don't look to trade. You just look to soak up as much experience as possible and stay out of the way. Because if you die, you're giving up, I believe, 20% of your, le of your level's worth of experience to the person who killed you. Even if you're worth the most minuscule amount of gold, in the laning phase, that experience boost is going to be enough to create a monster. So just stop losing your lane. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and this is comes as, as a surprise to a lot of people and doesn't really happen in solo queue. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Pick if up opportunities elsewhere. Bad, leave. <laughs> if you're to the point where they can dive you under tower and get away then don't be there. A yeah. great way of not dying is to not be there in the first place. Yeah, transition, take a little bit of your jungle, coordinate with them, and you may actually be able to set up for a strong gank on top or where whatever lane it is that you're from that's that's been struggling. You know, you're going to get a lot more cooperation from your team if instead of complaining about your situation, you offer them opportunities to fix it. And that doesn't mean calling for a gank. That means letting them know, I'm going to try to prevent this person that I'm laying against from completely steamrolling. But I'm going to do it by not dying. Yeah. Let me know if you can take my lane. The first thing you have to do, though, is get into the mindset. Those are a lot of the nuts and bolts of what do I do, like how-tos. But the mindset is probably more important. You have to definitely be, more important. You have to be okay with not being the star. You have to be okay with not being the quarterback and running things. And I mean, how many emails do we get? It's like, oh, my team doesn't listen to me. <laughs> well, it's like, well, why should why they listen to they? you? <laughs> it's like, why? Well, I think you need to start with an argument of why they should listen to you. <laughs> like, you know, the, this is a team game. And that's what it comes right down to. In most things that you're going to find in life, you're going to be participating in a team environment, whether it's work, school, sports. You are going to be working with others towards a common goal. And there are always the per people that stand out. And there's always the people that excel. Um, and it's wonderful to be that person. But the days of people clapping because you just, you know, took a number two in the little plastic kitty toilet are over. Okay, that's when it was all about you. That's when all you know th all the focus was on you and your accomplishments made you an all-star. It's not going to cut it anymore. You will be more of an all-star by working with your team 
and blending in and maximizing the people around you and allowing them to maximize your efforts, then you will by trying to be a lone wolf amongst the pack. And I have a story too about a game we played tonight. You know, it, normally Darcy and I, we go bottom and we do a lot of dumb things. But <laughs> whenever we're playing for real, we dominate bottom lanes. So and that's not because we're super good, awesome, look at me. That's because we've played together a lot. We've bottom lane together a lot. And we're Oh, very there's a corporate buzzword for this. There's a corporate buzzword for us. What? <laughs> synergy yes we have synergy i know what darcy's going to do he knows what i'm going to do and that results in success you know and when we play teams that obviously are have the same thing we we kind of have an even match which is what happened uh you know we were playing bottom and we i mean it was close i think we were ahead in the end i mean we were up like one or two kills and a little farm but uh meanwhile you know and jeff never came down to gank Never. Not once. Not once. <laughs> no. Because. Tell because, them why I never came down to gank. Because he was busy ganking mid repeatedly. I mean, what did that Zareth end up like? 0 and 8? It was. <laughs> oh, it was. It was embarrassing. Uh, I, I knew. Like, our, our strategy was when Zareth Zer- gets back to, ga- uh, to lane, I'm going to gank him and we are going to kill him. We set their AD or their AP carry back so far that when it came time for group fights, it didn't matter that our bottom lane wasn't fed and that they weren't, you know, steamrolling their opponents. What mattered was that they had no AP carry. We were an effective 5v4. And, you know, and what people, it's the mentality that causes this because it's boring to get zoned. If you're getting zoned in your lane, which usually causes the imbalance in the first place, if you're getting zoned because either, for whatever reason, it's boring to just let yourself get zoned. And if you're new to the environment, getting zoned means that uh, you're unable to enter the zone of experience game. Yeah. You're not able to get in there, get kills, or, or some you know even enter to get last hits so that you get the additional gold. The idea is is that there are multiple zones that revolve around the creep, and you're unable to enter the zone that allows you to fight the creep. Yeah, and but you know that's it's boring to just hang by the tower and wait for the minions to show up. But that's what you that's what you need to do. You need to just it, getting zoned is better than trying to fight like that Lux did in your story, and trying to get back into it by killing them just get zoned and let the other lanes win minimize the damage exactly exactly you know that's the difference between losing your lane and feeding and they are not the same thing and you're not going to be star of the game no well i mean if if you know maybe you'll be able to come back and do it but if your teammates in once the team fight starts say oh hey you you know you let york free farm what the crap you know, be like, it was, I was getting zoned. It was either that or die or better yet. If you're getting zoned, if you're, if the, if your opponent's getting free farm, let your team know. Yeah. You know, tell them in chat, be like, I'm getting zoned. He's getting free farm, but I can't stop it. Right. And then your team can react however they need to. Right. Right. Let them know if, you know, that let them know when your ultimate is up, give them every opportunity 
to either assist you or for you to join and assist them. Yeah, Just let don't them know what your try game to one plan is. <laughs> yeah, communicate. I, I've been in that situation in Top Blade more times than I'd like to admit, where I, I've lost the first trade, and I've gone back and said, okay, I'm going to be a little more cautious, and then I get ganked, and I'm down two kills in Top Lane, down a level two. I'm like, well, okay, I'm done with this lane. I'm, I'm going to gank mid, I'm going to roam bottom, and I'm going to help the other lanes get fed. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take your wolves. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm going to run down through, through the jungle, take the wolves, and then I'm going to gank mid. And if the jungler comes with us, that's usually a kill. That means... Yeah. Someone gets a kill, and I'm I'm an effective force in the game still. I might yeah. I might have lost my lane, but in doing that and leaving, I'm helping other people win their lanes. Exactly. You know, you stop focusing on what you can do to win, and start focusing on what you can do to get the team to win. And that's what we're talking about. So, just remember, like we said, you are not the center of the universe. You are not taking a dookie on a plastic toilet. Well, I am. And, <laughs> but well, nobody's not, cheering for it. It's just right, exactly. Like nobody's cheering for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are five people on the team. You are one of them. You know, keep that in mind. So, we got a game this week. We got a game that we want to run. We've already thrown out some ideas there. And I'm, we're, I think we're about to throw out some more. But uh, this week, we want you to email us at team at lowelo.com with the new name for M5. <laughs> There's already, you know, the, the basically confirmed rumor CLG EU is going to be with, you know, Evil Genius. Uh, evil Geniuses. Evil Geniuses? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but M5 is still up in the air. We don't know who it's going to be. So uh, let's have a little fun with it. They need a new uh, new name. So send us the new names for M5. Personally, because they've taught us so much, I think we should call them the Electric Company. I watched that video and I still <laughs> don't get that reference. Uh, okay. The Electric Company was a production with like over 700 individual shows on PBS. And so I understand if you don't under, if you don't get the reference, Darkski, it's not a reference for you. With like ever, over 700 shows aired on PBS made by the company now known as, I think, the Sesame Workshop or something like that. But it's a learning program. And they did learning through like soul music. I'm a capitalist. Well, not soul music necessarily, but their music. You know, they had songs about silly things. I'm yeah. an amendment to be, it's an amendment <laughs> to be, and I'm hoping that they ratify me. Exactly. All those liberal flag, flag burners have got too much freedom. I want to make it legal for policemen to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think we should call them the Electric Company, and that's why. Because they teach us a lot of things. I think they should be called fish eggs. What? Isn't caviar always from Russia? Um, and Fish eggs, that's what caviar is? Yeah. No, fish eggs. Yeah, I don't know if it exclusively comes from Russia. <laughs> I, I, I don't... It's only... It, they, well, they make it in factories there. 
Right. I, I feel like you have misunderstood what fish eggs are. Darcy, do you I, I, have input on this? On on fish eggs produced in a factory no, in Russia? No, no. <laughs> Not on Russian factory fish eggs. I think N5 should be burgers EU. That way, fries and burgers can be in the finals. <laughs> That's right, it was CLG that was called fries, right? Yeah, CLG EU changed the name to fries EU, so M5 should be burgers EU, so fries and burgers are in the finals. And that way I'll be hungry while watching it. And I, I don't know I, if I, I could, I don't know if I could watch a finals with burgers, fries, falafel, and a salad, and the salad bar. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> don't, for, don't forget fish eggs. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing cross promotion. Yeah. You know, what are the Jack in the Box and maybe some? What? What? what who makes salads apart from McDonald's <laughs> in a fast food sense? Uh, I think there's a salad fast food place. Exactly. No, there. So you know McDonald's. what? Actually. No, there there was a there were salad fast food places in Colorado. I just can't remember what they were called because I never ate at them. Well, there's one Burgers called Super fries. Salad. Super Salad. Yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that. But well, it's not really Burgers fast food. Fried that's like a... salad. It's all McDonald's, so McDonald's could sponsor it. Oh, that's true. Man. <laughs> just they could they could be the McFive. Have a burger with five patties named after them. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'd like a McFive. Oh, I've got. Oh. Hold on. This is the sound of me leaning back in my chair, imagining how fat I'm gonna be. <laughs> oh yeah! I'm already leaning back. <laughs> I'm. I want to uh, change my answer from the electric company to the McFive. <laughs> oh my god! I hate McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a big fan either. Um, but if they had a five patty burger, yeah, they had <laughs> if one. they had a five oh, patty burger, I would, I would watch M5 eat it. <laughs> I, I don't think any of those M5 players could finish a burger that big. And they're so skinny too. They could use yeah. a few five patty burgers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you'd like, if you have a food stuff that you'd like to name, uh, the team formerly known as M5 after. Let us know, team at lowelo.com. That's also where you can send us all kinds of wonderful emails like the one that Dave's about to read. Yes, this one comes from Twilcario. I wanted to share a story of how well one of your tips worked. I was playing Tarek and my team had already taken the mid-towers and inhibitor, but both teams were at a standstill, dancing in front of the Nexus turrets. Arveris said, Someone needs to initiate and i remembered something you guys said just go and die so i did just that <laughs> i dove under the turret and stunned the enemy varus busted out my ult and w died and my team cleaned up for an ace and the game long story short you guys are awesome and i cannot wait for each episode <laughs> wait is that really long story short after you just told us the entire story <laughs> I mean, was there really more to it after that? <laughs> I don't think we need to dissect it. It's the, the spirit is what matters. Okay, okay. I mean, just just saying. You know, if you're going to use certain phrases, that should mean something. Um, but uh, that's great, exactly. And that's that's what I meant by just go and die. You know, not not the other thing that we're getting emails about. <laughs> Good. Good email. Yeah. Okay. 
Roxor's Boxors has a complaint. Uh Uh-oh. He says, quote, Being a healer doesn't translate into lol. What? Pure blasphemy. This comes from last week. We talked about Aframu. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Aframu was simply talking about the mentality, the way you notice things. Then he gave me a life story about how he was a raid healer. But don't insult, this is quoting again, but don't insult WoW healers anymore or I'll call Mr. Yo-Yo Yorick. All right. You know what? I'm going to pull rank here. I'm going to flex a little bit of nerd cred. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So you were once a raid healer. Let me tell you a little bit about being a raid healer. So was I. <laughs> so was I. I mean... <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about being paladin class leader in vanilla WoW on a progression guild with multiple server firsts, including Rag, Blackwing Lair, the big 40 mans, when 40 mans were cool, when healing was, was hard. hard. Yeah. Hey, was that I know they had the add-on that tracked all the paladin buffs? Uh, that was in there somewhere, too. We, we used that kind of stuff. <laughs> Back when paladin but, buffs were three minutes. Yes, five when minutes. paladin buffs were three minutes, and they had to be refreshed in the middle of the fight. And they were single target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I d- don't you people. talk to don't you talk to me don't you talk to me about being a World of Warcraft no see raid I was the druid in Vanilla WoW healer <laughs> this is all the yeah, same boat it's all you can do which was no no but okay Mark of the Wild it was you know ten minute buff back then but mm-hmm. all you did as a druid healer back then was start casting healing touch and then cancel it because some priest beat you to it with a flash heal (laughs) because healing touch had like a 3.5 second cast time yeah but before this becomes the world of warcraft (laughs) podcast so that you don't have to um we know the point is we know what it's like to be a healer in world of warcraft and every single one of us knows what it's like to be a very successful healer in a raid progression environment and for those who don't understand that means that your guild is on the cutting edge my guild sucked so i don't i can't oh okay that. well i i know <laughs> we that didn't i think progress very much um we know what that is what that's like and we're still gonna tell you that it doesn't have applicable skills in this game. Yeah. And we weren't right. insulted. We did not insult WoW raid healers right. or WoW healers. I mean, we did that did not come out of our Well, mouth. which right. which now, if you want us to, I, I will. Because quite <laughs> frankly, in, uh, in the current environment of World of Warcraft, healing is the most brain-dead piece of the operation. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. As soon as Tree of Life came out, oh my god. Especially, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're a druid. I played yeah. a druid, and druid. I solo healed so many things that I shouldn't have been able to do, and finished on full mana. Exactly. He- healing's easy now. So, uh, you know, now, bring it on, email. <laughs> um, but all we were saying is that they're different games. The skills that you learn from one are not directly applicable to the other. 
um, yeah. and no more than they are playing the doctor in Team Fortress 2 is going to teach you to be a better Sona. Yeah. You the environments are too different. You remember Michael Jordan? Who's that? He's he really, played baseball, right? Yeah. He also played basketball. Oh. And then he started playing baseball. And nobody was like, <laughs> oh, well, your basketball experience is really going to carry over to baseball. No one, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, we realize that the two of them are video games. That, you know, in, in both cases, you're playing in a team environment. We, we get that. Um, that doesn't breed applicable skills. Maybe an applicable, you know, just the, the, you work as a team, but being a healer in WoW, it's a different environment. That's all we're saying. And, and the mindset's not even the same. Like, and, and well, WoW, when you're a healer, you're just, you're just healing. But as a support in League of Legends, you're, you're being aggressive, you're zoning, you're warning. You may not even have a heal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I play Leona support or Zyra support, neither of which have the heal. Yeah. You, yeah. You, it's a completely different mindset. You're being aggressive, you're, you're zoning, you're, you're attacking. When was the last time... Oh, I mean, now you attack as a healer, but back in vanilla, if you ever cast an <laughs> offensive spell, you're probably not coming back to that raid. Yeah, but uh, the the better point is, is that there's no such thing as a healer that never heals. In World of Warcraft, at least. Yeah. There's such a thing as a support that never heals. Uh, we're, we spend enough time on this, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we've we've gotten our point across, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, healers suck in WoW. Next question. Next <laughs> email. Yeah. If you're a raid healer, you're sucking, you suck and you're bad. Yeah. So now, exactly. now we insulted raid healers. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will look forward to your email next week. All right, Sir Tweep has a little story. I shortened it a lot, though. Thank goodness. Uh, he was laning. He was playing Katarina against an Akali. And uh, about 10 minutes in, they actually hit each other, and Akali killed her and got away with really low health. So Sir Tweep typed in all chat, you got lucky Akali, lol. To which the Akali replied, expletive deleted, you noob. Um, <laughs> so Okay, that, that sounds like League. Yeah, so the rest of the game, uh, he quote, simply put on my try-hard panties and destroyed her in lane and targeted her in team fights and they won, you know, and they, her team, his team went on to win hard. Good. But he's a little ashamed because then he started typing things like, who's the noob now? Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, he, he realizes that was a mistake and he says, how can I prevent this and uh, get my ego out of the way? Well, you just answered your own question. Don't do it, yeah. and don't yeah, bring don't your ego it. into it. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I want to thank you, Sir Tweet, because your email uh, inspired our playbook section this week. <laughs> the world you know, does not revolve around you. Stop being a child. Yeah, and and if it has to revolve around you, then maybe redefine the way you get your ego stroked. I guess. Um, here's here's one way I like to look at it. <clears throat> Try going in with what I call a better man philosophy. If you go in with a better man philosophy, that is that, you know, the better man behaves 
better than his opponent. It isn't a you know being better than your opponent isn't ma- it isn't a matter of performing better than them. It's a matter of how you act and how you carry yourself. Then you will always win. You may not win always win the game, but you'll always come out with your ego intact. Yep. And all you have to do is be the better man or woman, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be the better person. Yeah. Be the better person. And it's emails like this that just makes me want to take all of my football coaches that I had in like junior high and high school and just like give them to people. (laughs) Like, like coach Armstrong, I want you to go to Sir Tweep's house (laughs) and yell at him for 30 minutes while he's playing League of Legends. (laughs) You know what a team is made out of? Meat. I don't care about this all. There's no I in team. There's meat in the team. Yeah. Go out and make me a sandwich. <laughs> and like, I don't even know what that meant, really. But like, excuses are me. like buttholes. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, dude, I have. Uh, that's lots right. They of don't. Coaches. They don't have hand egg coaches in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Special breed. Special. No, breed. we have we have punishment, and when we when we're training for rugby, it's punishment. <laughs> Um, our coaches uh, set out to hurt us not belittle us (laughs) or I want you to go like rent on Amazon or something or get on Netflix and uh, watch Full Metal Jacket and you need need some more Arlie Ermey in your life I think that's true for everyone everyone could use a little more Arlie Ermey yeah before we give out any more bad advice (laughs) do we have any more emails (laughs) that we want to cover in this episode that's it (laughs) oh thank god well, then uh, I think it's time for shout-outs, for iTunes shout-outs. This is that time where we uh, give a little bit of recognition to all of you who were kind enough to take some time, hit up iTunes, and give us a five-star review. Compy, who do we have on the list? We have first up Skull Splitter, which is pretty cool. Just had an eargasm. The, because of this podcast, the only rage I get is that I don't get enough low elo. Alright, we also have the second death. Night Tiger 1000. Thank you very much. Paul's Unicorn. Hmm. Uh, Duraka. Oh, okay, it's, it's either Duracatai or Duracatai. <laughs> I'm gonna How go about, with Duracatai. What if it, what if it's Duracatai? Duracity. Okay, Duracity. You guys change my mentality for the game to not rage and work as a team. Or maybe it's a pirate thing. It's like Dar a Katie. You know, maybe like it's like you spotted a Katie. Next we have Go URL eighty eight. Or maybe it's Go Girl. Girl. Who says, listen, learn, and apply what Jeff and the guys talk about to your own wall matches. Thanks. And the last one is time, Timely Shadows. Timely Shadows. So, thanks for the five stars, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. And, oh, oh uh, wait. Timely Shadows oh. said, this should be on TV. Heck yeah. Can't put radio on TV. Yeah, you can. You've seen, like, some ESPN shows. It's just... A camera in like the guy's radio place. <laughs> All right, yeah, we should be on TV. <laughs> yeah, 
Someone get me ESPN up in here. Sports Center. I want to talk to you. ESPN eight. <laughs> the Ocho. <Ocho. laughs> it was a perfect proving ground for low elo. Uh, thank you for your kind words. Greatly appreciated, all of you. Uh, just remember that uh, we we do appreciate this. Send us your reviews if you happen to be in another region, because we tend to read off of the North American uh, iTunes market. And you'd still like credit. Well, we want to give it to you. It's just there's a lot of different markets, then we can't always check them. Send us an email at team at lowelo.com, letting us know the wonderful words you said. And we'd be happy to make sure that you get your recognition. You can also send us all of your success stories, your questions, your, uh, you know, trials, tribulations, story, whatever it may be, uh, as well as your entries for this week's game to the same place team at lowelo.com just make sure it's got an appropriate description for the sub, uh, subject header so we know what we're looking at now of course if you want to get in touch with any one of us directly the very best way to do so well on twitter i'm eat gamer dave is lowelo dave and shay is that dark ski guy you can head us, hit us up on Twitter, follow us. We're always tweeting random different stuff. But uh, perhaps most importantly, follow us so that you know when we're streaming. Because you can always catch our live stream and we'll try and let you know when other people in the community are streaming, which can be found on our website, loelo.com. Just hit the live button there. But also loelo.com, you can find all of our back episodes, information on the musics and the individual episodes, as well as a thriving community of people who are all looking to get the same thing out of the game that you are. A wonderful, constructive place to play with people who are really cool. Really we got key. a forum. Yeah, really cute. We got people, we got forums. You can comment on the episodes, whatever you like there. But it's also where we put out all of our extra content that isn't necessarily the podcast. You can also get a lot of that from our Facebook. So facebook.com slash low elo community. Yeah. <laughs> facebook.com slash low elo community. I have to remember that. didn't say lowelo.com slash Facebook. Well, no, if you go to facebook.com slash low elo, it goes to like some nice looking Chinese girl. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't want to inflict that on her, but I think I just did. Low sure elo community. <laughs> Facebook.com slash low elo community. Um, wow, it does too. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, I told you. Like you just checked, didn't you? I did. Don't 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 friend <laughs> request don't, her. Don't be, don't be me. Yeah, stay classy, said, people. I'm not gonna friend request her. I just wanted to see if it was true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay classy, folks. Stay classy. Um, and that's it. I, I don't think I missed any social media in there. But uh, check us out, all of those places, great times, say hello. At the very least, hit us up on Twitter and, uh, you know, let us know uh, how how awesome you are at being a raid healer. <laughs> but I don't have a Twitter. We'll get one. They, they are free. There's, yeah. There's several hundred million Go people using Twitter. Go down to Walmart Twitter. and pick you up a Twitter. That's not how that works either. But, no. um, I'm sure if you... I'm sure if you Google it, you'll be able to figure it out. Anyways, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. This guy here is Dave uh, Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. Well. That right there with the funny-sounding voice, that's going to be uh, Shea Berland, a.k.a. Darksky. 
always making fun of my voice. I'm self-conscious, Jeff. Why are you self-conscious? Okay, you know what? I, I take it back. That guy over there with the mad sexy accent that all the women want to hear whispering sweet nothings into their ears is Shea Berlin, a.k.a. Darkski. That's better. Thank you. Tell the truth <laughs> once in a while. That's all I ask. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And on that bombshell, stay classy, summoners. Let's check our recording statuses then.